For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Last week, we were talking about setting goals, trying to find the motive for action. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the most important growth strategies that I've helped countless CEOs and tens of thousands of people just like you to build their business to grow into the next year. So let's talk about it. You've heard me mention before, maybe from past events or maybe even on the Tom Ferry Show, that I believe that every real estate professional, every entrepreneur, every loan officer I talk to, they basically are one of three little pigs. Now, I'm not calling you a pig, it's a metaphor. You know the story, the old fable about the mama pig who sends her you know, little baby pigs out on their way to go basically build their house and start their life. Well, what do we know? Each of those little pigs chose a different strategy to build their house, AKA their business. One little pig, being kind of lazy, built it out of hay. One took a little more time and built it out of wood or sticks. And the last one really took its time to build their house, their business, out of bricks. So metaphorically, if I asked you, looking at your business today, you know, when you think about marketing, lead generation, systems, automation, technology, repeatable and scalable processes, you go away and the business does great while you're gone. Metaphorically, would you say that you built your business out of sticks, out of straw, or did you build it out of bricks? Well, obviously, the vast majority of people I talk to will say, some bricks, some straw, some sticks. What we know is this, when we want to build a business that, that doesn't run our life, but we get to run, when we want to build a business that we can turn on and create the kind of revenue and lifestyle that we desire, it's all about bricks. So what I want to talk to you about are seven different brick adding strategies, seven different bricks that you could add to your business so you can grow and you can scale and make 2020 even better. Now, you're probably not gonna do all seven. You're gonna pick the two or three that are clearly where, if you will, the metaphorical leak in your dam is currently happening. So I want you to listen through the filter of which one do you need to add, or two or three do you need to add to make sure that 2020 truly is not by a roll of the dice, but absolutely by your building and your design, your best year ever. So in order of importance, let's go through the list. The number one thing that I see to add is to add more lead sources. We know from all of our studies over the last decade and a half that agents and salespeople that are struggling have one, two, or three ways that they attract clients. And most of it is more reactive and less proactive. So, you know, maybe they're relying upon their broker to give them relocation. They're hoping and praying that their database calls them. They're doing open houses, but they're not marketing it. So they're kind of in this like, hoping and praying strategy. Then we have people that have four to six sources of business. And these men and women have clearly said, look, I want to work my database. I'm going to buy some leads online. I'm going to be re reactive, proactive with my database, with my geographic farms. Like I'm really stacking up the bricks to guarantee that, you know, kind of like the old I Love Lucy show, Lucy and Ethel in the Chocolate Factory, lots of chocolates coming down the conveyor belt. So you've always got lots of leads and lots of opportunities, lots of appointments. So here's the thing. 
If you're not generating enough come list me calls, enough buyer appointments, enough leads and enough referrals, you clearly have to say common sense says you're not casting a large enough net into the marketplace to bring in those opportunities with your database first and foremost and everything else. So I wrote down how many lead sources did you have in 2019 that produced more than 10 transactions? How many lead sources more than 10? In many cases, people say, I only had one, it was my database. And then I did one here and one there and one here and one there. So then I wrote down, well, well then what are the obvious sources either based upon your skills or your market that you could go deeper on, that you could operationalize on, that you could build a better foundation and add more business from it. I'm not referring to the stuff, I tried that once in the past, it didn't work out. I mean, you're gonna go all in. I lost my phone there. All in and really have that become another great source like your database. So that's number one, adding more lead sources. Number two is increasing or adding better conversion processes. You know, it's interesting in my own company, we went through this uh, example a couple months ago where we had just generated so many leads that guess what? My sales team was able to cherry pick and only take the ones in their minds that were the best. Well, I've got a lot of problems with that on many different reasons. First and foremost, it makes your cost per lead go up, your acquisition costs go up when it should be lower. And more importantly, what happens to your brand? when you don't follow up on your leads, when you don't answer the phone, when you don't follow through, when you said you were gonna you know, schedule an appointment, et cetera. You and I both know it hurts, my business and your business. So I wrote down the following, you ready? What's your current lead to appointment ratio? What percentage of leads do you convert to an appointment? Then I wrote down, what's your appointment to closed ratio? See, by tracking these numbers, you can start to say, look, you're not gonna win every time. Right? But what you want is to give everybody your best possible effort and intention to help solve their problems, to help them move forward. Not everybody has to buy or sell, so that's, that's not what I'm talking about. But the ones that do, are you getting enough attention and effort to convert, to get the yes? Then I wrote down, you ready? What if you hired a personal lead concierge, which is arguably one of the biggest trends we've seen over the last two years, whether it's Zillow or Realtor with OpCity or now Boomtown with their solution, everybody's recognizing there are more leads than in many cases there is time to follow up. So these outsourced solutions are out there. Maybe you should look at it. Maybe you should be honest with yourself and say, I'm really good at getting open houses, all these leads, and I, I get them inside my app, but I, I'm a one-man shop. I just don't follow up. Maybe you need to outsource it right, to make sure those clients are being served, their questions are being answered, and when they're warm and ready to go, they're scheduled to talk to you. Also, I wrote down, what if I added a better lead nurturing solution, right? What if my email marketing or my content creation, right, so now let's say, for example, I meet with a first-time buyer. Why not have six or seven videos that I send to them once a week under first time buyer, initial buyer consultation lead, and they get these seven videos from me once a week to introduce my service, to bring them value, to show them what I understand, to help, 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 help. Different from someone that's thinking about selling in a year. Different from someone that's thinking about investing, as an example. Now, there's countless ways you can do this, but again, if you're generating more leads and more opportunities and your conversion is low or you recognize your ad spend is high and your revenue isn't where you want it to be, you need to add more conversion. 
probably just starting with tracking and measuring your results so you can make more analytical decisions. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Number three on the adding strategy. Maybe it's time for you to add an assistant to stabilize your business. We know the moment you bite the bullet and you say, oh my gosh, okay, I'm ready. Even though this person is going to cost me in my mind 40 or 60 or $80,000, whatever the number is in your marketplace, we hallucinate that we have to write the check up front. No, it's we're going to pay it over time. It's going to be once a month. It's probably going to be a low base and probably a, a, a pop on every closed transaction you do, which is the very traditional method of doing it. Go to Indeed.com, look at real estate assistant in your marketplace, figure out the average compensation and be at the average or above it and you'll find more talent. But the bottom line is this, what it means is no more doing anything other than meeting with clients, booking appointments, negotiating contracts, doing the things that you do best and outsourcing everything else to someone whose full-time job is to focus on those details, to move that stuff forward, to follow up on all those people that you're not going to or help manage all your contracts. The, the piles of minutia involved in a real estate transaction. Maybe it's time for you just to bite the bullet and hire an assistant. Number four, you ready? Maybe it's time for you to have a full-time or part-time marketing coordinator. Now, you might see the consistent trend here. I'm trying to get you to grow, right? Like if you say to me, I want to double my, my production, and I say to you, what are you going to add? And you say, I'm going to work harder. Sorry, partner. I've been doing this for a long time. Like you already work pretty darn hard. There's no more hours in the day. Now you have to optimize through the adding strategy. So a lot of people today, certainly over the last three years, one of the hottest jobs to fill has been a marketing director or a marketing coordinator who essentially quarterbacks your direct mail, your geographic farm, your email marketing to your database, your listing launches, everything that you need that is nurturing relationships online and offline, digital, print, etc., as well as all of your marketing and promotion, everything managed by one person. Again, I know there's probably nobody better than you when it comes to the ideas, but it's the inconsistency of your execution that actually stops you from growing. Can you get that? So what if you just went to Facebook tomorrow and just said, my business is exploding. I'm looking for a part-time marketing coordinator to come in and help quarterback all of my marketing initiatives. We're growing and we need help. Now, two things happen. You're telling your entire database, your business is growing. That's probably a good thing. And that you have this need, maybe just maybe you'll find that person who went to a great university who doesn't want a full-time gig, but actually has a marketing degree and can come in and help organize you. Whether it's one day a week, which I've had clients do that, two days a week, I've had clients do that, and eventually, you know what they say? This is such a valuable role. I, I spend a dollar on it and I make 10. It's worthy for me to go full-time. So there's the first four. Number five, you ready? I need to add better software to streamline my business, right? I need to run my business better from my phone. So I wrote down, what's your favorite CRM? 
What email service provider? MailChimp as an example. Hootsuite for all of your social postings where you can go in and literally just dial everything in, the date and time and when you want it done, and then hit one button and brrr, everything is done the right time, on the right platform, Twitter, etc. Ready? Canva as a great one for graphics, like for graphic designs, if you see my stuff, we'll use Canva to put my logo, to put my signature, to put, you know, text, etc. And there's eight million of these. I'm just giving you some examples. Um, Dot Loop or any other DocuSign for anything transaction management oriented, always good. And by the way, Whatever transaction management solution your company uses, use that one because it's already compliant with your broker, which is a really good idea. And then, of course, I wrote down a loom, right? R's for your business plan, tracking and measuring, organizing your business, staying connected, and all the resources that we provide. The bottom line is this, my friends. We, as a company, use a lot of technology to streamline, to be more efficient, whether it's project management, which we didn't even mention, so I can throw out a few there. Monday.com, really good. I've been exploring and playing around with that one. Um, I'm now spacing out about the 10 other ones we've gone through. You can also look at display, like Google, just using Google Sheets and displaying your results up on a screen. There's lots of different things you can do, but the bottom line is this, you ready? You're either working from software or you're working from memory. I don't know about you, but memory is a scary proposition when we're talking about clients, transactions, their lives, and your financial livelihood. So add more software. Number six, ready? Add checklists for all the functions of the business. Having a checklist for all the functions of the business, what that means is there's simply a manual that's if this, do that, right? Even for yourself, if you're a solo entrepreneur or certainly hiring your first assistant or your 57th buyer's agent, you need to be able to say, this is how we do it around here. Now, again, I wanna to stress to you, even if you're a solo entrepreneur, it's entirely on you. You don't wanna leave anything to chance. So you say, okay, what's my checklist for a pre-listing appointment? What's my checklist post, AKA the listing launch? What is my checklist for my initial buyer consultation? What is my checklist for my monthly marketing plan? What is my checklist for a transaction, but I assume you use your transaction coordinator? The point is, now all of a sudden, instead of having to remember, I can just go right down the list. Common sense, I know, you're probably already doing that one. The last one, number seven, you ready? I would argue, as we go into 2020, looking at the data, I would say you need to add more listings. Now you might say, Tom, that's a little bit redundant from my marketing coordinator plus my lead generation. Here's what I know. Whoever lists the most properties wins. So by adding more time and focus specifically to go on more listing appointments, I know it's redundant, but it's so important you're going to win. So next week, we're going to talk about your business plan. I thought it was important for us to have this conversation first so you can reflect on these seven adding strategies. Where do you need to add to ensure your success in 2020? I don't want to hear, I'm going to focus more. I don't want to hear, I'm going to work harder. I don't want to hear, I'm going to be more efficient without you telling me more efficient software, better checklist, more lead generation, casting a larger net, really focusing on my numbers and data around conversion to improve efficiency, we wanna move from, call it by default, to 100% by design. 
It's your business, my friend. You deserve the success. Let's decide and do the work. I'll talk to you next week. Remember always your strategy matters and now more than ever, your passion rules. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.